Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 39 of the Last Cycle Heart Podcast. DJ Spin It. What is up, everybody? How's it going? Woo! I am feeling great. I'm feeling victorious. I don't know why I'm in a very good mood today. Uh, I just, I mean, there's nothing really that specifically happened. I just, I don't know. I feel like I just need to bring more energy to this podcast. The past two episodes, I have nothing against episode 38 or 37. They were great. I feel like I was very informative. You know, I was putting it in there. But I, I just feel like it's been, you know, not as fun. Like, I've had more fun podcasts in the past. And I have been busier. And, you know, being a part of the church and... You know, getting baptized and having all these things, you know, personal things going on. Of course, those are going to run on over to the podcast and see when I'm going to be able to do them on Tuesdays or Fridays or what attitude that I bring to them or energy. But episode 39 is different. I am setting, you know, it's summer now. It is absolutely summer. And it didn't click in until like I got done with the like episode 38. I was like, you know what? It is summer. It's supposed to be fun. People are out of school. They're out of college. They're going to be doing fun things. And why can't the Last I Go Hard podcast reflect off of that as well? It's fun. It's summer. Okay? So what is episode 39 of the Last I Go Hard podcast dedicated to? Can you take a good guess? Why is there a seam in my shirt? Is that a new style? Is that a new trend? Uh, did he find that off the internet where there's like a new, you know, uh, person who makes shirts have big old seams through them no it's not it's homemade i uh put it together it's because episode 39 is dedicated to the season of men in crop tops Ooh. uh let me get this off uh just there you go men in crop tops look at this all of me this in my glory this is an old t-shirt that I, uh, I, th- I think I've had this since 10th grade, maybe, somewhere in there, and uh, I found it in the bottom of my drawer, tried it on the other day, and it didn't fit, so I was like, what next? Make it a crop top. I've been seeing it. Has it been a trend lately? I don't know if you've been catching up on it, but uh, it's been pretty serious, pretty serious stuff. There's guys that are all trimming their shirts, and they're making this whole summer dedicated to crop top season, and I'm all for it. So bask in the glory of the crop top. Woo! Mm, I'm feeling great into it. It feels flowy. Is this why girls like the crop top so much? Because it's just like, you know, you feel like you can move around more. I feel like a shirt holds me back. But now that I've turned it into a crop top, I can kind of like move around to be, be more, uh, I don't know, just really use my hips a little bit more. I have like a little bit more just float like in this chair. Speaking of the chair, it's a brand new chair. I did, it's not brand new, brand new, but uh, I bought it for, what is it, 10 bucks? So I don't have to borrow my roommate's chair anymore. I, <laughs> Dawson Iglehart has his own chair to sit on for the last Iglehart podcast. So now I don't have to borrow anybody's stuff anymore. It's, it's gone. It's out of here. <laughs> but... Man, I, I don't know. Were, did they wear crop tops back in like the 80s? 80s, was that, is that really big for crop tops for men? Uh, we have to look that up. I'm just going to go for it. And we're, we're going to have to explore this when crop tops were a big thing for. When was, when was crop tops for men a thing? I, th- I think it was back in the 90s. They've been since the 70s. I was wrong. What? What has, uh, since the 70s, in the United States, men have not had the same legal restrictions placed upon bearing their navels as a woman? Uh, I don't know. I don't know why it became a thing. Why is men wearing a crop top even a thing? Uh, um... Okay, well, here's the, in the 1970s and 80s, a man in a crop top wasn't an unusual sight to see. In fact, it was a, wow, oh, 
<laughs> so basically, it was just men and athletes, athletic men. They decided just to cut half their shirts off, and they now wore the crop top. And now, the the men, the men in crop tops is born. Man, I feel like an athlete. That's what I feel like. I feel like one of those. Just I feel like I'm just gonna go out there in the 70s and just imagine because I just saw a picture of one of them. It looks like something like this. Just imagine me going out on a field in a crop top. And they wore the short shorts too. I mean, everything was shorter back then for men, and now slowly it has become longer and baggier over time, at least. <laughs> but feels so flowing to pull this out. I was actually very tempted to cut, cut in, cut the shirt a little bit, and put little flannel, little strings or whatever, little flow stuff all around me. But you know, I was like, eh, too much effort. They get the point. They get the drift. But if you listen to episode 38 of the Last Cycle Heart podcast, you would know that I am now a full-time bike rider. Okay? The car is gone. I do not have a car. And I enjoy bike riding, honestly. It, it, at first, I didn't think I would like it. But now, I'm kind of addicted to it. And I'm not kidding. It's actually really fun. It's very, I don't know. It's very good for, like, for me for like stress and anxiety. And it's not like I have a lot of it, but it's like those days that you just come home or I got you just have built up energy. Like I don't know how to settle myself down very well. And it's just nice, nice to go home after work, a days of work and just be able to bike ride home. And the thing is, though, is a lot of people look down on that, especially around like where I live, that you don't see many people who bike. The people who bike are either 65 and older or the people that have not made really good decisions with their lives. And they have to bike around. <clears throat> uh, I, I think I'm more of a blend, honestly. Uh, it's not like I, don't, I have not made great decisions in my life. It's just, I mean, I could get a car now. If I really wanted to, I could get a car. But I want to save up a little bit more. I told myself I'm setting a goal the whole summer. I'm going to go the whole summer without a car, without a vehicle, just so I can scrape off some of this debt and so I can just. You know, also, it's just nice because for after paying on a car for so long and getting rid of it and realizing you don't have insurance anymore and a car payment, and you're just like, man, this is so freeing. I get to put that in the savings account. It's nice. But I think there is a sense of a culture, uh, particularly around my, my area of uh, Conway, uh, that looks down on people bicycling you know you know that that people who have a bicycle i think it's looked down or frowned upon um i don't really think particularly like on the college campus like my roommate was talking about how it on the college campus you see it a lot well yeah on the campus but outside of it uh, i have not ran into anybody that's like my age that bikes i just have not uh i mostly see older people um, and you know, I've seen a few homeless people ride around on bicycles, but other than that, I've not bumped into another younger person and I bike every day, every day, no matter where it is. And I, and I bike usually the same routes, but it just seems frowned upon because at first I was kind of nervous just riding my bike everywhere because of getting looks. Now I'm like, I don't really care. You know, I never really cared to begin with, but there is that sudden feeling, initial feeling like when you know that you're just riding a bike around all the time. You're like, man, you know, am I going to be in people's way or whatever? Because like, okay, the other day I was riding my bike and I actually know the other day I was in someone's car and they were driving me someplace and there was a person on a bike in front of me, uh, in front, yeah, in front of us. And, uh, it was an older gentleman, of course, and he was taking up basically the whole lane. I'm just saying, I know that I don't look like that, but if I ever did look like that, please just open your, open your side door and respectfully just like press on the gas, give me a little slam, slam to the back with your door and then close your door. And as I fall down, I'll realize to get out of people's way because I think it is like, it's just complete, uh, just disrespectful just to be able to just to bike around and have somebody just, and you don't have any like, you know, care in the world for the people that are around you. In saying that though, um, I don't really care about looking like that, but I feel like I, uh, I have been at stoplights and I've 
you know, been behind cars. I've been getting looks. Then there was a person that was like right beside me. They were just shoving a quarter pounder down their face, giving me nasty looks. Like these big people. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Pet people that are lazy or whatever. They don't get much physical activity. Yeah, we, we know this group. And they were giving me looks like, oh, my God. I got a person on a bicycle. Like, uh, uh, uh. And I'm just telling you, that is just as much a shaming as the other way around me shaming you for eating that quarter pounder and shoving that down your face. Like, it's nothing. I think the reverse side of it is trying to shave me for being physically active. That's a bunch of bull. Um, and then also on top of that, I notice that there's not enough young people my age doing it. Uh, honestly, like, even if I get a car in the future, I'm going to bike sometimes. Uh, I've seen the gas prices. I'm not paying for that. <laughs> Holy cow. I remember back in COVID, filling up a tank of gas was like back in the glory days. I mean, who, I mean, of course, like, you know, primetime COVID, not a lot of people think it's a glory days, but I did because I had, you know, people drive to work all the time. I wasn't sucking up unemployment. Oh, I mean, I wasn't, um, I was, I, I just had to go to work. <laughs> I just had to go to work. <laughs> but then, then what ended up happening was, is like, it was like one, like when I was in Austin, it got down to like $1 and $1 and 20 something like that it got like down to like 140 something it was something outrageously low and i was just i filled up my tank for 25 bucks now the the car that i had i'm filling it here it takes me 40 bucks to fill it up all the way it's ridiculous and i I was like i actually can't wait to get rid of this car now even more because now gas prices i don't have to worry about gas or anything car insurance car payments or gas i don't have to worry about any of that but I think people who are on bicycles in this day and age, especially around in my area, okay, I think, I think bicycling needs to be promoted more. It needs to be more out there. It needs to be more supported by, I mean, I don't know, we, we, we have these protests, okay, and we protest causes and what we have feelings. And I feel in my area we need to have some sort of a protest, some sort of, you know, some sort of gathering of people, of young people, or people of all ages. We're not just going to discriminate here. People of all ages. I mean, of course, a 65-year-old will join in. But, no, we need more backing. We need the young people of this generation to come in. Uh, and we need a bicycle rally. <laughs> That's what we need. We need a bicycle rally and start chanting and, you know, make, you know, make, uh, make us known. Make people of not not looked down upon and frowned upon and discriminated against and looked at weirdly because you're on a bicycle, okay? Just because you're on a bicycle does not mean you're privileged, okay? You either go to the point where you're like, oh, they're privileged, all right? They're, they have time to ride on a bicycle. Or you just think they're completely disadvantaged and they have, you know, they've made some bad, awful life decisions, especially for young people, okay? If you're young and riding a bicycle around everywhere, you're not going to be looking good at it, especially around in my area. I don't know about other cities. This old guy came up to me and told me that there was people, you know, that were on bikes everywhere in Denver, and you looked weird when you weren't on a bike. But here, we need to make some changes. We need to make some changes, okay? I'm talking bike lives matter. Hashtag BLM. I know. Saying that, it, it flows in with another group of people, another group of protests. But the thing is, though, is I don't know if this has ever happened before, but this is just a solution, not a solution, but this is something that I could throw out there. Maybe, just maybe, we could get, okay, that we can get Black Lives Matter and we can get Bike Lives Matter under the same hashtag, okay? Two causes coming together, okay? It's, it's killing two birds with one stone. It's not like one side's trying to pr- promote their stuff and the other side's trying to promote their stuff and it gets mismatched and then you, we become two groups that don't like each other. No, we need to come together and, you know, and form and, and morph into something to where like we're together so we can promote it together. So like when people say, when people search in hashtag BLM, there's not only Black Lives Matter or Bike Lives Matter. It's both and the same thing. Donations go to the same thing. Whatever it may be. I'm just saying we can, we can combine here. I don't know who's the head of, who's head of uh, Black Lives Matter. I don't even know if it's, uh, what, what's it called? Like when you can't use it. I don't know if it's copyrighted. It, it, can a, can a, um, a protest or a cause or something like be um, 
copyrighted? I don't know if it can be. But even if it is, I, uh, I th think we could get behind the same thing. We can make up some logos. We, you know, get some things going here. I think we could really, really make something. Actually, I think that would be doing good, you know? Even that whole thing was a complete joke. <laughs> Joining causes. You know what? I'm just going to take the... <laughs> I'm just, even though that was a complete joke, don't take it seriously. What if, you know, two two sides came together and they, you know, two, like, they had two different causes, but they wanted to use the same hashtag. I think it's the best thing to do is just to come and combine it together. So that's why I was like, you know what, hey, we can combine here. Also, I think, you know, the Capitol has been kind of flooded lately with too many protests, parades. I just think, you know, we need to have like a calendar schedule of when it's appropriate or when it's the best time. Like, hey, Friday, Friday's the uh, Black Lives Matter protest, but we can schedule you Tuesday for the Bike Lives Matter Pro. No, no, we just combine them together under the same hashtag. We'll both do it Friday. We'll call it, we'll just kill two birds with one stone. It saves everybody's time, uh, even even airtime on, even on the news. They could just promote both the things at the same time, talk about them, whatever they want. I think that is a great idea. If you have a cause, I think causes should come together as one and they should be able to, you know, just do it at the same time. Just so I don't... Look, sometimes it is too hard for me to keep up with all the crap that's going on. That's why I just don't... That's why I barely look at the news anymore. I, that's why I got rid of Twitter. There's just so many things. It's just one right after the other. Maybe, maybe if they just combine together, we can get to the point quicker. And we can be like, okay, there's the problem. And we need to fix it. Or, or there's... Okay, we, we get your drift. You know, you know what I'm saying? Just combined and conquer okay <laughs> no this division stuff because there's just too much i can't keep up with it no one else can keep up with it um it's just how it is it's just realistic <laughs> under all the and also we could all wear crop tops that'd be great that would be a great cause too you know just wear crop tops in the mix of it and we got ourselves a ball game here it'll be great crop tops and yeah I mean, why not? It, it will it'll help solve so many issues, okay? Uh, <laughs> and just keep everybody's minds not cluttered anymore. But that, that's just one thing that I've been thinking about is just, you know, make it a cause, bike, biking, you know. It's not looked at upon. It's very popular. But I'm going to make it a better cause. So you come with me. If, any, if anybody wants to bike around the Conway area in Arkansas, just... Hit me up on an email, you know, shoot me a DM, whatever you want. Just be like, hey, I heard about the bike meetup. I was like, all right, cool. What do we got, a squad of three? We, that's fine. We can deal with the squad of three. We'll just go down and we'll make our presence known that we deserve, <laughs> we deserve as much rights as the drivers do, okay? Because all these drivers get to hog the roads all the time. Maybe some people that want some physical activity in their life. They shouldn't be frowned upon. But Conway does do a good job with having bike lanes. There's not a lot of towns that have bike lanes. The, the town that I came from didn't have many. You just kind of had to hog the road. But even in the mix of that, <laughs> bike lives matter. I'm just, I'm just saying. Bike. <laughs> oh, my man. But. Episode 39, it's supposed to be energetic, supposed to be fun. It is going to be fun, and it is energetic, okay? I had a conversation with my friends the other day. Dawson, they asked, if it was one Olympic event that you would like to, you know, partake in, that you think you can take four years out of your life to do and perfect it and go into, which one do you think you compete to get the gold medal in? And I said, with the most upward confidence, I said, give me three months. Give me four guys, a coach, and three months. I can get you a gold medal in curling for the USA. I'm just saying. Put that out there. We'll all be in crop tops, of course. Um, and I don't know why curling can't be in the Summer Olympics for that matter. You know, just have rollerblades and Swiffers instead of, you know, on ice. But 
Well, that's more about that later, but curling. Curling is an event that I think that I can conquer the best. I think, cur- yeah, curling could, could be easy for me. I don't think I could, it doesn't take four years for me to get gold in curling. It's not. And I, I had this, and they're like, really, Dawson? You think you just go out there and curl? I was like, give me a Swiffer, give me a marble, and I could do this. Give it some friction. Is that what it is? It has to do with friction and then hitting the marbles. I don't know all the rules of curling. But I know one thing is for sure that I will learn the rules. I'm going to get this master down. Give me three months and we'll get something going. We could get something going. I don't know. I don't have anybody backing me up just yet. I don't have, you know, uh, uh, any sponsors for it. I, uh, I don't have time. But if that ever arises and I have three months of just straight up time and to give all, my all to curling, I think I can get the gold in three months. And that's not me being cocky. That's just me being realistic. <laughs> like the 100 meter dash, count me out. The pole vaulting, count me out. Uh, snowboarding, count me out. Even though it, it amazes me that with the snowboarding, and all that, there's a 13-year-old gold medalist in snowboarding last year, or four years ago, whenever it was, the last Olympics, but a 13-year-old, is she okay? Is her home life good? I mean, how, how can you be 13 and have a gold medal in snowboarding? I don't understand it. I've never, it's something that I have not comprehended. It's because when I was 13 years old, I, I don't know what I was thinking when I was 13 years old. That was so long ago. I was in seventh, eighth grade, seventh or eighth grade. So in there, no, 13. Now, if I was 13, that'd be sixth grade. I would have been in sixth grade and that would have been the time that I would have been getting, uh, uh, oh, that was, that was the year I got OSS. <laughs> That was a time. That was a year that I got. You know what I was doing at 13 years old? I wasn't getting gold medals of snowboarding, but I was sure as I was sure as heck getting OSS for uh, a paraphernalia and weed on school premises. Yeah, exactly. That's what that's what I was doing. I wasn't getting gold medals. Okay, I was getting expulsion. <laughs> I don't know if I've ever told that story here on uh, on the podcast, but it's. It, to me, I look back at it, it was so funny. It was so funny and so stupid uh, at the same time because it was just like, you know, I was so hyped. I was like, you know, I, I was like, you know, I, I want to, you know, I saw my brother, my dad did it. Um, and except, you know, my dad was like trying to hide it. You know, one time he tried to hide it really good. And, you know, he put it in the drawer and he's like, ah. They're never gonna, you're never gonna think of what it is. And all of a sudden, I'm gonna open it and grab it. Hey, Dad, what's this? He was like, ah, boy, it's, it's oregano. Yeah, don't you worry about that. <laughs> it's, it's spice, Dad? Yeah, you put it on steaks and stuff. It's, it's great. It's delicious. Yeah, whatever, Dad. But, no, I, I had, <laughs> I wanted to do that. It was so stupid. And that was back when weed in schools was looked, looked back at, like, you know, heroin. Like, you know, weed now, if you get caught with weed in school now, you're going to get slapped on the wrist and maybe get three days of ISS. I was facing juvie charges, juvenile charges, like ex- expulsion. <laughs> Not only getting kicked out of the grade that I was in, having to repeat it, but also serve time, serve time in the slammer for having possession of it. I wasn't selling it. I just had possession of it. I was going to fa- Just imagine. Just imagine Dawson, 13-year-old Dawson going to juvie. Exactly. You can't imagine it. I would have came out of there. I, I thank God every day that, that, that we had an awesome, awesome, down-to-earth Christian woman. I forgot what her name was, but shout-out to her. She, she saved my whole life. Um, luckily, I was in high school. The high school principal was a pretty hard hard dude, and I was in handcuffs, like, I've never been in handcuffs before, and what happened was, 
is is I got caught eighth period. I had it from first period all the way to eighth period. Eighth period, you know, the dude that sold it to me, he was talking. He's like, yeah, I just sold Dawson his stuff. Word got around. Some kids snitched. All right, some kids snitched on me, and uh, I went in. <laughs> the band teacher came and got me out of the choir room. I was sitting in the band office. First time ever meeting the high school principal, and he just was like, give it up. I gave it up. We immediately got put in handcuffs into the walk of shame past the kindergartners. It was beautiful, man. I was balling. The, the dude by me was balling. <laughs> We are just crying with handcuffs. You know, like, the thing is, though, is most people that are in handcuffs, like, when you when you get to the point that you get in handcuffs, I think crying is not an option, you know? It just makes you look, you know, crying in handcuffs. I've just, I mean, I've, I haven't seen anybody cry in handcuffs, but usually most people that are in handcuffs are like, yeah, like, you know, I'm in this moment. I don't, actually, you know what, I take that back. I've seen an episode of Cops. There's some girl, she was crying in handcuffs, so I mean, I don't know. Two 13-year-olds in handcuffs, though, walking past the kindergartners, and all the kindergartners are like, oh, <laughs> what's going on there? Uh, wow, they're, uh, they're up to no good. Hey, hey, teach, what's that? Don't worry. Don't worry what they're up to. Those are what you don't want to be like. <laughs> but then I get in the high school office. They call the, my parents. They call my mom. My mom's bawling. They call my dad. My dad's like, I'll be over there. <laughs> Not bawling or anything. They show up. We're sobbing, but the middle school preacher, uh, middle school, not preacher, middle school principal comes in, our middle school. She comes in, and she looks at us, and she just sees the terrified look on our faces. She said she was a nice Christian lady, and I'm assuming she still is. I don't know where she's at, but she... <laughs> came in and looked at us and was like, I think these kids have learned their lesson. And I was just like, yeah, I learned my lesson, all right. <laughs> I'm not touching any of that. I don't want to go to juvie. And then so the high school principal was like, all right. And he told, he told her, he goes, we got two options. All right, one, you can drop the charges. All they get is two weeks of OSS or... B, they get expelled and they get to go with the sheriff to, to, they get to go with the sheriff. And she goes, she goes, ah, uh, I think they learned their lesson. Uh, we're going to call it quits on this one. <laughs> it's going to be all good. They're done. Uh, I, we'll just give them two weeks of OSS. And I got two weeks of OSS and it was awful. You know, I, you know, got chewed out and whatnot, you know, the glory days. But I learned my lesson for sure. My brother from prison at the time, he called, uh, he called one of his friends, he was like, hey, he's like, hey, I heard what happened. I was like, yeah, he's like, just don't do it. He's like, don't do it. He goes, don't do go down the road that I did. Ever since he'd said that, ever since that day that a, a person that was in prison said, don't go down the road that I am, I was like, you know what, you're probably right. <laughs> you, you are, you're, you're pretty spot on there. <laughs> And that's the thing, too, is, like, I don't understand the judicial, I'm not going to say judicial, judicial, justice system. I'm just going to say that because that's easier for me than say judicial. Man, I sound like my sister when she was in preschool having to speak over her tonsillitis, rolling around, roll, 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 roll. <laughs> How do you say World War II? World War II. And we all bust out laughing. Anyways, I don't understand the justice system when it comes to stuff like that. Uh, it's not like, I mean, of course, I'm not talking about like drugs or like getting charges, but I'm talking about in the instance of like being in prison for a long time and then they expect him to come out of prison completely normal, like. You know, you've been in here for 10 years. Now it's time to come on out and experience normal life and freedom. Really? For the past 10 years, they've been told when to wake up, told when to go to bed, told uh, when to eat, told when to go play outside, told when to take a shower. They have literally been told what to do and commanded what to do the whole, like, the whole 10 years. And you want them to come out of prison and 
become free men and become like no that's no that's uh that's a little I, I don't understand that logic because one time my dad and I um that was a, a long time ago but uh, we went and picked up my brother from uh from prison yeah he was getting out he was in there for six years six years he was in there and they expect him to come out of prison you know in the daylight and be like all right cool i'm gonna get a job tomorrow uh where's the nearest taco bell <laughs> i don't know uh they expect him to get a job and conform to normal life but yet you know with their felonies and stuff a lot of places won't hire them and yada, yada. there's just so many things that are messed up but then they get out and so first off i'm seeing him get out of the chains he gets out of his yellow jumpsuit thing. They hand him his normal clothes that he came in with, okay? So they hand him his normal clothes he came in with six years ago. He puts those on. They're a little tighter. <laughs> so he gets in the car with his inmate friend. Now, his inmate friend looks like he has a story behind him, as you can tell from the graphic tattoos that are on his face. You don't even have to ask him what life he's had. You literally can just see it on his face, be like, "Ah, oh, okay, cool." You got the little teardrops going on. You got the, like, the little crossbones. You got, you got, <laughs> mommy's boy tattooed across your neck. Uh, so you, you've obviously, you've obviously been through some stuff and see some stuff. Um, uh, I, I, uh, let me see if I can try to relate to you. I got OSS for two weeks. Uh, <laughs> I don't. It, it's just weird. So then you have two inmates in your car. And it's just weird because, you know, like, I, you know, of course I love my brother and whatnot, but like, I was kind of scared. I really was. I, w I was kind of intimidated and was like, oh my God, what's about to happen? What is about to happen? Is this, you know, it, it, like, you know, they just got out. Are they itching to steal something right now? Are they, <laughs> are they just craving? No, they were just two normal dudes sitting in the back just chilling. But they, you can't act like that prison hasn't affected them in any sort of way um, at all. It's kind of like this guy that I saw at the gas station. He had a little ankle bracelet on. He was under house arrest, but you can just tell that he got, got out. He was so happy that he could buy a water without having someone, you know, without him having to sneak it or him having to trade something. He actually just got to go to a gas station buy a bottle of water and you can just see the enjoyment on his face he opened the door for me he's like are you having a great day i was like yes i was having a great day you can just tell that he got out and he's happy i love that and then same thing with my brother and his inmate they were happy that they're out but we went to a restaurant with them and it's like you know i, I don't understand like th there's so many tips and tricks and different ways of what they did in prison like for example you know, we, I could have been looking at a menu for all I know, and next thing you know, my brother's over there already playing with the chips and dip with his inmate, and they're already making a tattoo gun out of the chips, dip, the knife, the napkin. They find a rubber band somewhere. They're like, oh, we don't have ink here, but, you know, it may be a little spicy in here a little bit, but I think the salsa will do. And you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. We're doing tattoos now? Yeah, we've been inspired. We got to make a tattoo right now. So they craft anything. They will make any. They will make something out of nothing and that's a guaranteed <laughs> fact <laughs> but uh it's just wild just seeing that and also it's just like they eat they ate so fast that day it was like like they thought the waitress was just gonna come up and just take their food or something they're just like <laughs> start barking at her they didn't literally start barking but it was almost like <laughs> that's the energy that it felt like they were just you know, how can you conform to normal life after you've just been in prison for so long? <sighs> I don't know. But I know that expanded to a completely different thing of what I was talking about. I was talking about 13-year-olds getting gold medals in the Olympics. And I was talking about curling and then it eventually just evolved to this whole big thing about prison sentences. That's the thing about the Last Cycle Heart podcast. It's just so glorious, and I think I can pat myself on the back about you get so much, okay? You get so much within the 50 to an hour time, time amount that I bring to the table. You get so much. But it's just like, but after all that, you know, you get to learn a little bit more about me. But yeah, that was what I was doing when I was 13. Okay, we're going back to the gold medal thing, okay, we're past the prison thing, we're past all that, we're going back a little bit, uh, we're going back about 15 minutes to, <laughs> to, um, 
and to me talking about the Olympics and me getting the gold medal and curling. Uh, but 13-year-olds getting gold medals, it's just insane to me. I just wasn't doing the same thing when I was 13, as you can clearly tell by my 15-minute sto story about it. Uh, it just amazes me. Are they allowed to have friends? Do, do their parents ground them differently? Uh, they're like, honey, honey, I saw that you got a B on your report card. Yes, I understand I got a B. Well, I told you you had to have all A's this month. They're like, oh, like, what do you want me to do about it? Well, that's it. That's it. No friend time. You're going to have to go down that half pipe and do and uh, go down the half pipe for the rest of the day until dinner. And if you don't come back with your legs shaking, then you do not get dinner when you come back. You're just like, oh, like, like, I don't know if like they grow up hating it. Like, I, that's on, like, if you were forced to do a sport, like, I think that's a lot of what it comes from parents. They didn't get to live the dreams that they wanted to live. So therefore they come in and they try to force it down their kid's throat. So they'll make the situation better. Like, oh, I didn't get to live my dream because I wanted my kid. I wanted to have a kid and let, let them live that dream. And I coached them to do it. I, that's their whole big thing. And I just, you know, I'm not saying all of them. Some of them can enjoy it. That's no, that's no big deal. A lot of them have smiles on their faces about getting the gold medal. But, you know. A lot of them grow up and they start hating the sport because they were forced to do it as a kid. They didn't get, you know, they were forced. They were really good snowboarders. I mean, there's been plenty of stories of people being really good skateboarders, but they were forced to do it for so long. And what they really wanted to do, their dream was to be a clarinet player in a Broadway show. I, who knows? But it's just stuff like that. They, the parents focused on wanting them to do one thing instead of, you know, whatever. get that drink of water but i don't know it's just like I, it makes me think like get a gold medal you know is a gold medal worth it for a lifetime of you know uh disliking your parents for forcing you to do a sport that you didn't want to do in the beginning just because you you wanted to see that's my daughter you know she learned how to snowboard before she walked <laughs> that's my son he learned how to ski before he learned how to walk that's my whatever it's, i don't know it's just not worth it. It's not worth it at all. And but when it comes to curling though, I don't think you have to be forced to do it to get a gold medal. You know, I'm going to get a team. If you want to be on my team, get a team together. We're going to get a glorious team together of I'm trying to think of the amount of people that it takes. It takes 1 2 3 uh then you got the coach. Yeah. So we're going to need four people and a coach or three people. Yeah, we're going to need three people and a coach. Uh, actually, you know, we can have upwards to, you know, eight. I want eight. Eight on my team, you know. Uh, actually, no. Yeah, we'll do, we'll do six. Okay? We, we need to have at least a, some bench players on the team. We're going to need a coach. We're going to have the main three, the three that sit on the bench. We're going to get some Swiffers out there. We're going to start chugging along, throw that, throw that marble. If you're interested in being on the team, DM me, email me at DawsonIgleHardBurner at gmail.com. DM me, IgleHardDawson, on Instagram, Facebook. Uh, don't do it on Twitter. I don't have Twitter anymore. Uh, don't do it on uh, uh, Tinder. I don't have <laughs> Don't do it on Bumble. I don't have it. <laughs> I promise. <laughs> Oh, man. <laughs> but, yeah, that, that was one thought that really came up was the curling thing. And you know, We can do it in crop tops. We can make a new trend together. That's the whole point is making a whole trend, new trend of crop top. Crop. Oh, that's what we'll call our team, the crop top curlers. The crop top curlers. Let's go, baby. Let's go. Crop top curlers. I'm 100% serious. All right. Now it's during COVID, the COVID crop top curlers. <laughs> the crop top curlers. Get a group of dudes together. If you like to wear a crop top like me for the summer, I just completely oh, 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 flashed y'all a little bit if y'all are watching this. Uh, <laughs> if you're just listening to this, you probably felt my presence. Uh, <laughs> um, but... Yeah, the crop top curlers. That's what we're going to do. Um, and uh, practice is going to start whenever I get a team together. Six people. That's all we need. 
three months, six people, three month dedication. We're going to be in the Olympics uh, in four years. Um, but uh, we'll just, you know, we'll just, you know, play around for the three and a half. And then the last like six months or three months or whatever, we'll really get serious right before the Olympics start. Try out, make it, and put USA on the map. Crop top curlers, let's go, baby. <laughs> but moving on to the fun facts. The fun fact portion. What we got on the fun facts today? Well, today I got for you, as I do every podcast, this is the 39th fun fact. All right, I'm I'm putting together a little, a little uh, a snippet, a little yeah, a little video collage of just the last few months of me doing my podcast, the the video version of my podcast, and just making like a little highlight reel to entice people to, to come listen to the podcast. Because I mean, of course, I love. I mean, I couldn't, I wouldn't, you know, have as much motivation to put out as many as I do, you know, every week, being trying to be as consistent as I possibly can. If it wasn't for you guys, the listeners. So what I've been trying to do here lately is uh, take all the videos that I've had, find the best little bits and pieces and make a whole highlight thing. And I'm going to post it on my YouTube channel, Instagram, uh, just post it everywhere. And then see where, where it leads, see where it takes, you know, just kind of entice people to come in and there's going to be a lot of fun facts on there. That's where I was getting at. So the 39th fun fact is American Airlines in 1987 saved $40,000 simply by removing just one olive from every dinner salad served to the passengers on the plane. Okay? I didn't believe this. Um, and and people, people think my facts are crazy. Okay? Which is completely understandable. I, uh, like the, like I was trying to tell my friends because my friends, I, th- I thought they listened to the podcast more than they do. No. Okay. I don't even get, you know, they don't even listen. Okay. That's fine. It doesn't hurt my feelings. You know, I have other people that want to listen to me and that rather, you know, listen to me. All right. And breathe and whatever. Okay. It doesn't hurt maybe a little bit, but it doesn't matter. I was telling them a fun fact, though, the other day, and it was uh, about a blue whale, and it was about the, how I said the veins are big enough for a full-size human to swim through. They don't believe me. They don't believe me to this day. I was showing them evidence that it was on there. They're like, not everything on the internet is true, but still, like, there's stuff, like, just because not everything on the internet is true doesn't mean that one specific fact is not, and I found it on a valuable website, and it was also backed. I did some research. Okay, they still don't believe me. It's ridiculous. They don't believe that, and I just, I just w- wish I had some more support on the fun facts syndrome. Okay, I I work hard on getting these fun facts together, and this American Airlines one is a hundred percent foolproof. Okay, I found it. It was on Quora.com. That's where I fact-checked it. If you, <laughs> anytime that you want to know a fact, go on Reddit or Quora, and they will back that up and tell you if it's true or not. <laughs> but, uh, Crandall, the head of American Airlines, came up with the idea of removing just one olive from every dinner salad served for the passengers. They would never notice, let alone squawk. He figured the airline could save some money. He was right. They saved $40,000 that year. Just a green olive. That's just, just think about that. You know, all these people that are like talking about, man, it's hard to save money and it's hard to, uh, no, there you go. Simply removed green olive out of all those flights, all the airlines, and simply just save $40,000. That's insane. Just, just imagine simply what, what other things can I'm trying to think of stuff that I can remove from my life that will save me, save me some good old hard-earned cash. Um, I mean, I'm already saving me some hard-earned cash just simply removing a car out of my life. Now, that's not to the extent of what I'm saying. I'm just saying it's like something to think about. You can just remove something as simple as, uh, I don't know. If you don't buy, um, 
don't know, just simply, you know, buy the generic version of toilet paper. There you go. Or buy the generic version of paper towels. People think that you have to buy downy or buy whatever. Simply spending $2 less or a dollar less. I mean, you're saving yourself 300, like $365 a year just by buying cheaper paper towels. People don't understand that. It's insane. But $40,000 just by removing a green olive off a salad. That's insane. That's something to think about. So anybody out there saying, oh, I'm having a hard time saving. Remove something little, little tiny out of your life, okay? Pick up a penny off the ground, okay? You pick up a penny off the ground every day, you have 365 pennies by the end of the year. That's just, you know, simple fact, simple logic. I, I'm trying to think of what that penny thing is. What was it? Was that penny thing that we were taught in school of, uh, like, day one, you pick up one penny. Day two, you pick up two pennies. Day three, you pick up three pennies. I'm trying to think of... Uh, What it? What if you picked up a? It's like it's like. What if you picked up a penny every day? Every day, like it, it was. It was taught like in my finance class or some. Um. It was something like that. It was. Come on, internet. See, I'm always having problems with it. Um. It's like some research thing. If you picked up every penny on the ground, I always pick up a coin I find on the ground and usually get around 10, 15 bucks a year. No, no. What if you, no, I'm trying to think of what it was. It, what if you saved one, one penny every day? Okay. The 10 penny challenge. I think that's what it is. Um, well, let's see if we can pull up a good graph here. Um, hold on, hold on, come on, images. Eh, because I'm trying to see if like it was like millions of dollars by like, okay. Hold on, week one. I guess you pick, I don't know, you pick a savings goal. A savings goal, a penny. It's like, okay, okay, here, here we go. Um, so, like, if every day you saved a penny. Or, no, I, I don't know. There's just, like, different, it was, like, different, like, little things that they taught us for... Uh, I was, it took too much to research it. I was trying to figure out what it was, but the exact same thing, but you get the point every day. You're just doubling a penny. Eventually you're going to have like a few grand at the end of the year or whatever, something that some outrageous thing that you never know. And my mom, she just literally, I, I think I mentioned this on the last podcast, but she would literally just take her coins out of her purse and just dump and like just be like hey Dawson I have too much change in my purse do you want to take it I said heck yeah I'll take that all day every day no problem <laughs> give it to me I take all her change every so often when she's I'm not kidding at I did it for one month got four hundred dollars no joke my mom's handing me quarters dick nickels dimes pennies anything anything and everything and I made 400 bucks at, I mean, but, but here's the thing though. If you're saving coins, here's the most important part. Roll your own coins. Don't go to Walmart. Don't go to Walmart or any of these coin counter places. And then they take a percentage out of it. No, no, you're roll your own coins. Don't be lazy. Okay. I rolled my own coins when I was a car hop at Sonic. Yeah. Yeah. I, I rolled my coins. I worked hard. Okay. My fingers bled at the ends, at, at the ends, just, just pressing all those dimes and nickels and, and quarters in there. Just, mm. But it was worth it because I got to keep all my money. It's not like Walmart. People pour them all in there and then Walmart takes 10%. That's insane. Coin counters. One, one of the many... One of the many, just take your, just giving your money away. Giving your money away. <laughs> but I have a 
I'm bringing back videos. I'm bringing them back. That was a fun fact portion. I'm, I hope you enjoyed it. But I am bringing back the, um, the, the videos, the YouTube videos that I find. Or just videos in general. But I'm not going to show them. I am not going to show them out of the basis of number one. I need to find shorter videos too. But I also need to find more interactive videos. And that's what I've been trying to do. Also, in the meanwhile, I'm not going to show them because I'm tired of being copyrighted. Every time that I want to have fun, YouTube always does something to where I'm copyrighted, whether it's music, whether it's whatever, and I just get demonetized. demonetized. Like, I'm trying to make money from them anyways, but it got to the point where I got copyrighted so bad that they were just going to trim out a whole part in my video, like the whole last part of my segment, and just tossed out the window. And I'm just like, nah. You know, I put too much work and dedication to do that. It's not going to happen. But. I found this video, uh, I was just scrolling through YouTube, I found this video of this Asian bartender, he's been popping up on my recommended lately, and he um, is, is best known for, you know, his making drinks, but there was one video in particular that he did that enticed me a little bit, I think, um, you know, may put a, you know, put a challenge for me, uh, in, the, in the aspect of uh, something fun, something fun that I could challenge myself to see if I can do. Because he opened bottles so many different ways. I'm talking so many different ways. And just was popping them, popping them open, popping them open, left, right, left, right, like they were nothing. And I was like, I want to do that. Like, that seems cool. I was laughing because I was just like, that is so weird. He was just popping in with random, random stuff. He had a fan and he was just popping it open and he fanned himself. And I was like, dude, I can barely get a bottle open with a bottle opener much less with anything else so I watched this video and I studied it I studied it intensely all right I'm, I need to find it okay I have it right here I'm studying it intensely okay I'm gonna watch it again uh, I'm not gonna be able to pop it up but there's gonna be some pictures so there's gonna be a picture that's gonna be popped up here to my left it's just gonna be of the guy um, just doing one of his things but actually, I'm not even gonna watch it. I'm just gonna scroll through. He just, there's just, he just does so many. And there's just been a few things that are in particular that entice me about what he did. He, you know, opened it with like his favorite objects to open things with, like the fan. Like he's he's somewhere in Japan or China. I don't, I don't know which one it is. He's in one of those places, and he opened up with a fan. And they're best known for, you know, in that culture, they have the little fancy fans, and he opened it. So, I have eight glorious bottles. Uh, this is uh, tonic water, premium Indian. Yeah, premium Indian uh, tonic water. Uh, I don't know if that even matters. I just found the cheapest, closest thing to, that I can find of uh, being able to, uh, you know, that has a cap, little ball cap opener on it, so I can, you know, try this out. Put that right there. But I have eight of these things, so just in case if anything goes wrong, number one. Number two, out of the simple fact of, like, I don't know if this is going to work out very well. I've never done any of these things. This is the first time that I've done anything with it. Uh, but I'm going to have a video of me trying these out uh over here maybe if if like if i don't do it good here if i don't have some good ones here there are definitely going to be me afterwards up here in this corner and it's just going to be me popping them because i practiced and i took some effort into doing this but i i want to learn how to open these like in a cooler way um especially now that summertime's around and it's just you know summertime's the season of you know cracking them cracking the Ball caps open. Plus, also, I prefer to have a Mexican a Mexican Coke to a regular American Coke. But before we get into that, there was an also another video that enticed me. It was a video of a guy. The picture may pop up here. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I always have to feel like I have to, you know, let that know. There was a video that I also saw of this guy, and he was proving his manlyhood. And he didn't open it off the tab. He just took the metal aluminum rim. On the side of here and ripped it like a complete beast he is and like 
And then I saw some, you know, scrawny guy do it. And he was like, oh, let me see if I can actually. And he gets his nail and he does it. And I was like, hold on. If this scrawny guy can do it, well, <laughs> nothing like a 127-pound crop top, dude, doing a crop top. And, you know, it makes it even better that I'm in a crop top. Uh, but I'm going to go ahead and try this first before I try that uh, because this is only one thing. And if I'm, I, I would be, I've never tried this. <laughs> this is going to be first. The people that are not watching this, uh, go on YouTube and watch this. It's very interesting to see if I'm going to be able to do it. Uh, I kind of feel like I can get a grip under it. I'm not 100% sure, but, <laughs> but let's, okay, hold on. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm starting now. I'm, not, I'm trying to, hold on. Hold on, let me, let me see if I can, I, I'm going to put it on my knee because the table's going to, oh my, man, that is so hard, Ooh, I feel like I'm going to rip my nail in half, I'm going to try with the other hand, e okay, either A, this can is going to give in, or my nail bed is going to be ruined, I'm going to literally rip my, <laughs> I don't know how they, Oh, ouch. <laughs> Ow. Oh, my. Oh. Oh, I, I have. I, I really want to do this so bad. I want to look so cool. I, I want. That's my goal here, okay? I, I want to prove that this skinny, scrawny guy could be a part of this trend and not. Okay, the guy that I watched wasn't that skinny, okay? He had some upper body mass to him. But I want to prove to the skinny people out there that. You don't have to be big to open up a can cool or in a big boy fashion way. Oh, wow. Man, that is hard. I don't know if I'm going to be able to do it. I, I might have to try it in a minute once I give my nails a good, you know, I think I. I mean, I don't know, man. Like, I feel like I should be able to. Like, I don't know. It feels like it's giving, but it's not. Oh. Whew. People that are not watching this right now, just imagine, like, all the veins popping out of my neck. My arms are just exploding with all this. Just. I don't know, dude. I don't think that's going to happen. I really don't know if that's going to happen or not. I'm going to have to put this to the side or I'm going to be trying for the rest of this thing and not even get to this portion. <laughs> I can at least open this bottle. All right. I, first, first thing, we're now going to the bottle thing. Okay. Um, the, for the first one, I didn't know this was a thing, but I wear golf belts all the time. Okay. I'm an avid golfer. Also, when I was an avid golfer, my waist uh, does not go very well with my pant length, okay, it, there's no such thing as a 2834, so I have to go like the size up or two in order to get my perfect length, I prefer it a little longer in the back, that's just me, of course, uh, this is the inseam that I prefer, that's just me, but these belts right here, these golf belts or whatever belts, you know, the little pull clip belts, you cut it to your length, they're perfect for me, because, I mean, they conform to whatever, like, I need. It's just easiest. But they have a bottle cap opener in the inside of it. I never knew that. So, if you have one of these clip belts, specifically a golf belt, you, you can use these as a ball cap opener. I didn't even know that. And I figured it out one night when I was really desperate for one. So, boom. There you go. That's, that's one down. Okay, that, there you go. Just, boom, that proves the point. Of, let me see what this even tastes like. Oh my, oh my God. That is awful. That tastes like medicine. That really does. Who gets tonic water? Because I, I know my mom, my mom drinks vodka tonics. And it's like vodka mixed with the, the, I hope it's not this stuff. This stuff is nasty. This stuff, oh my, that is, woo. Never going to, oh, now I'm going to have the bad taste in my mouth. I really hope I can get, I can open up that Dr. Pepper in a cool way. So I can get something good in my mouth. 
Oh, ugh, that's disgusting. But anyways, belt, that's one way to be able to open it. So, we have another one. What am I going to do now? Well, he, he had some, like, object, okay? And he took the object, and he went in, and he kind of just went under it, went under it really quick, and kind of just threw it back like it was nothing. And I've never done that before. It's always been a slow motion. Like, this even has a bottle opener on it. It's always been a slow motion. But I have never, ever experienced just being able to come in right under it and just be like, clack it together. I hope this doesn't break in my lap. If this breaks, I don't know what's going to happen. Uh, I hope it doesn't cut me. I'm not trying to do anything. I'm just trying to, you know, I'm trying to figure out some cool ways to open a bottle for the summer. This whole thing may be a complete fail. I didn't think it through. I'm just, that's why I may have something over here. But, you know, I'm, I'm going to go for it. All right. Just, all right. I'm trying to, because he comes in really fast and he just slams, slams a little sharp object under there. And this is the closest thing I could find. It's a, it's a get her done spatula <laughs> from the Larry the Cable Guy grill set. It's my roommate's, whatever. But, <laughs> all right. Okay, cool. I'm going to, okay. I, I don't know what. Okay, I'm, I may need some leverage. It's, so he, he comes in really fast. And he just goes in confidently. I got to build up confidence to do this. So, building up confidence. Ow. Ow. I just hit my knuckle. Man, this, this is... I, okay. This, okay. I'm, since he is from Japan or China, he may have had to... Like, you know, take five years of bartending experience before he could be able to do any of that stuff. He may have had a sensei. He may have had a whatever. I don't have any of those things. I'm just some scrawny white guy in America trying to copy the cool moves. So, just like watching a, a Jet Li. Is that a Jet Li? Yeah. Oh, my. A karate movie or whatever his name is. Okay. I'm going to try, try it again. <laughs> okay. Hold on. Okay, cool. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> did you hear that? Okay, I need to come in more. <laughs> I don't know how dramatic I look, but okay. It kind of, it kind of uh, opened a little bit, but uh, it's not wiggling, so we're not going to count it. It's just some of the combination came out of it. It's uh, it's not a foul. I'm not gonna open up a new one. I'm just gonna go for it again. All right. Oh, I keep missing it. No, oh, come on. I'm getting it. <laughs> it's halfway off. It's halfway off. It's dripping all over me. Okay. You know what? I'm I'm gonna give myself half credit on that. Um. Uh, Oh my god, I just got <laughs> myself soaked all in the all in the tonic. Oh my gosh. You know, at least it doesn't smell, but we're gonna have to we're gonna have to move on. <laughs> I gotta oh no. This is gonna be a pain to clean. Anyways, I have another bottle. <laughs> we're gonna be going into the other thing that I think I think is gonna be the best one. So we're just gonna go ahead. And do the and get the best one out of the way. I have a coffee milk. I love coffee. Coffee is the greatest thing on the planet to me. Uh, I live, eat, breathe, drink whatever coffee. Uh, this is my favorite coffee cup. And um, since he opened it, since he opened one of the bottles with the, with his uh, country's flag or what they're known for, the little fans uh, with the with their uh, lettering on it. Um, I think it's only proper etiquette. To open open a bottle with something of my favorite thing and, and what what not a coffee mug, and I I will go ahead and I will tell you, uh, pre-planned the um the uh the what I'm thinking of what's gonna go down my head. I am going to come down. I am going to open this bottle gloriously, okay? And I'm gonna start pouring it in to. Uh, into my cup and I'm going to be able to set it down and it's going to be beautiful. That is what I imagine this is going to be like. Now, I'm going to stand back a little bit because I don't know what's going to happen. But 
this is more likely not not how it's gonna go it's probably just gonna look embarrassing like the other one i got it halfway open but <laughs> all right let's go for it all right what am i gonna do a countdown nah just nah screw it i'm just gonna go for it all right Ow. <laughs> oh my ouch well you know it dented to the top of my thing at the Okay, I did it at the top of my cup. <laughs> okay, it's third time's charm. Ow! I keep butchering my hand. <laughs> oh no! I I think I'm done. I. I <laughs> I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> I can't. I can't do it anymore. Oh, why? Why do they have to be so fizzy? He opened it and it didn't fizz at all. Oh, it's all over me. I, I'm. It's, it's, it's all over. I don't. <laughs> just look at me in my crop top of glory. Ah. Uh, okay. You can even see the hard work and dedication I put into it. I cut myself and my finger. <laughs> Oh no. Great, you know? What not? You know what? I, I am at least gonna go out with a goal and I don't really have an ending to this, but I just wanna thank everybody for watching episode thirty-nine of the last I Go Heart podcast. I try to do something cool and new. Um but as of course it didn't it did not work as I of course planned. Hopefully it was entertaining to y'all if y'all were listening to it. Uh, ho hopefully you, uh, turned down your radio as you were enduring my pain, but <laughs> that is something to check off the list to never do ever again. And it's fine. I will just pass my bottles to some other guy and he can open it really cool with his teeth. I'm never going to do that. Uh, oh man, I got to get a bandaid or something for this, but, oh, that's gross. But. I'm going to try to go one more time. Uh, I, there's just no way. <laughs> I would try to open this Dr. Pepper can to end, to, to end episode 39. I'm going to try to open this ball can just, just one more time. I, I, don't think, I don't think I'm going to be able to do it just out of the simple fact of, of uh, my finger. It's, it's pretty bad. But thank you for watching episode 39. I am going to practice, okay? I'm going to practice and... I am going to open up episode 40 with a glorious bottle open, okay? A glorious bottle open and a, a drink and a sip. I'm going to lay it down like the one of the cool guys. I've never done any of this before. Uh, the can thing, I cannot promise you I'm going to be able to ever get one of those cans ripped open. But y'all go ahead and try it. <laughs> y'all try it. Send me y'all's. If you can open a bottle really cool, send me that. I'll play y'all's videos. If you can rip, if you can take a Dr. Pepper can and rip open the tap, look up the video. If you have, if you can rip open, you know, I, I, I just can't. I'm not going to rip my nail off. <laughs> I just, I'm not going to do it. But if send me one of those videos, you can do that. But everybody, thank you for watching episode 39. I'm, I'm going to go get this cleaned up. <laughs> I will see y'all next Friday. Oh, oh, send me y'all's best crop top photos. <laughs> crop top. For the summer. The last I go hard podcast. You are. Oh, no. The last I go hard podcast.